not what you were hoping for leaving Miami on Sunday. No. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Great start to the show, Ryan. Are you going to be okay? Are you going to make it through this today? I'll make it. It's tough. Okay. It's Let's Go Duffalo, a Buffalo football podcast recording after the first Bills loss of the season, a 21-19 heartbreaker in Miami. There's a lot to get to there. But before we do, uh, if you our next podcast that we'll be taping, next show, we're going to be doing it live. Okay. And you can be a part of it. Hey. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be at the Tap at 1761 Scottsville Road, Monday, October 3rd, 6 to 7.30, doing the show live. we got stuff to give away. The bar is fantastic. The food's great. The drinks are great. Getting ready for Monday night football that night. So as expected, I'm a little somber today, but hearing that we're going to be uh, at Tap it next time uh, we record is uh, it's bringing me back. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good now. All right, good. So 1761 Scottsville Road. Come on out Monday, October 3rd, 6 to 7.30. Tape, hang out, talk bills with us, eat, drink, have fun, watch Monday Night Football. Going to be a blast. Love it. Okay, so let's get into this game. And I think the I'm way... I'm sad again. <laughs> I think the best way to get into this game is to go backwards from the end. Oh, okay. So from the moment of most hope. Well, actually, no. They no. actually started out pretty good. No. Okay, fine. You're right. Okay. Let's go backwards. Uh, let's just start backwards here. This is Isaiah McKenzie's attempt at getting within field goal range on that last play. Josh takes, looks, pressured, gets away from it, fires a short one. This one caught by Isaiah McKenzie trying to head out of bounds, and McKenzie is brought down. You got to get up and spike immediately. You got to get up and spike immediately. Thanks, Five Good. seconds, four seconds, three <laughs> seconds. They're running out of time. One second. That's it. Ball game. Game is over. And the Bills suffer their first loss of 2022. John Murphy, the Bills Radio Network with Eric Wood cheering him on there. It's as if he was in the helmet. <laughs> so, Isaiah McKenzie. You got to get up and spike it. You got to get up and spike it. We all know. I should. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm no, let it I'm, fly. Let no, it fly, I'm man. deflecting. I had nothing against Eric Wood. He does a great job. Uh, same with Murph. I, um, I'm. My anger is misguided right now. Let so, it fly. Nope. I, um, you know, frustrating. It stinks. So, he needed to get up and spike the ball. We all saw Isaiah McKenzie gets the Bills within a shot of a field goal range. Yeah. Or a field goal there. Problem is, he takes too much time running around. Something that Bills offensive coordinator uh, Ken Dorsey seemed very upset about. Hang on a second. You think he took too much? Oh, of course he took too much you time. You think he took too much time? There was no time left on the clock. Well, of course. But I'm sorry. If he only had, what, seven seconds after the, after the end of that play? You run right out of bounds or you drop as soon as you catch that ball. He took the angle. Angle to get out of bounds. He he, one hundred percent did. I don't think he was trying to score or to get. No, he like, obviously wasn't trying to score. But look, I, I I don't know. I the way I remember the play is that he he took a, what seemed to be a logical path toward to both ends to getting more yardage for Tyler Bass and to get out of bounds. Can't have both. No, look, I'm not blaming the entire game on that one play. Right? There's things sure, that happen along course, the way. Yeah, it's yeah. not Isaiah McKenzie's fault. You lose the game here, but you have to have it in your head. And I know that you're moving in a no-huddle offense here and things are confusing and half the team that's on the it's field... It's a bajillion degrees outside. And that half the team that's on the field isn't the team that's normally there, which we'll get to in a second. But catch that ball and drop or you get right out of bounds. And he caught it in, 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 directly in the middle of the field. If he dropped... No, I'm sorry. If I, you I, drop, I know you have two seconds. Oh, I, I, I Maybe. No, but, you do because no, you, you, you came up one second short. No, they came up. They were going to come up four seconds. No, they short. were not going to come up four seconds. Hundred percent, dude. We saw it last year with with Dallas. Now, granted, they blew that by like not handing it to the ref. And, and kudos to Isaiah McKenzie. He did attempt to give it to the ref. <laughs> Great job. What? Yeah. What did that do? Oh, but I'm going to say, like, it's a heads up thing of like instead of just being like, oh, let's run to the ball. Like he knew that the ref had to touch the ball. But my point is, you, he didn't have enough time to drop. I think he. If I could see the argument of okay, beeline to the sideline. 
and and you know that be it and you'd be what i think that like even the the yard line that was on the telecast was like what it would have been like a 56 yard field I goal say that's his career long that's where they set those okay lines. yeah so then anything behind that like you're i mean i i okay i'd still take way. tyler bass to no. take a long field yeah. goal for the win let me put it this way what's better running out of time with no spike or tyler bass attempting a 64 well, of, yard field well, goal of course but my point is that you're saying that he could either drop or he could get out of bounds like i don't think dropping was an option i think he had to get out of bounds and he didn't do that no. so we're arguing about nothing dropping was an option because you would have had time now look i disagree and you're wrong. whether or not you're gonna kick a 64 66 yard field goal or you're gonna chuck it to the end zone you get one more play of the course game doesn't end with you rushing to get to the ball there okay fine fair so, enough bleh. you're wrong but okay um, but yeah, no, yeah, good oh, job. But going back to Ken Dorsey there, <laughs> going back to Ken Dorsey, smashing his headset and destroying all of his notes. Him, <laughs> okay, so um, I found it. Okay, so I just want to lead off with, I love it. I'm sorry. I love seeing that. And, and, and I think for a couple reasons. One, I love to see the passion that he has. He looks like a complete maniac, and I would never want to be on his bad side. But just let, let me just unpack a few things here, and then we can talk about him piece by piece. He looks like a total maniac. I love the passion that he has. And like, if you come that close, especially after, if you remember the first shot of him, when Josh did not convert the fourth and goal, they kind of showed him quickly and he just kind of packed up everything like, well, that's that. And then he got another chance. So for you to have a sliver of hope and then it be dashed away from you again, I'd be pissed too. So I, I, I understand him. My favorite part about the whole thing is it looked as though he was just punching sheets of paper. <laughs> just flat like like he picked it up and went like yeah and like slammed it on the ground i i mean i understand that like in that moment you're you're not full capacity of your brain you're just finding whatever you can and smashy haven't we all had those moments though where you want to smash something and there's nothing there to smash and then you attempt to smash something that's unsmashable um, I think he had an unsmashable moment, right? Because like, you threw the headset first, so that's yeah. out of the question. Uh -huh. You didn't have a Gatorade bottle or anything there. Mm -hmm. He had eaten all of those. What was that yellow bag I he was that. eating out of? What was it called? Like <laughs> it was like honey stingers. Do we know what those are? I'm so glad you said that. I remember seeing that on the when I was watching the game. I was like, I wonder what that is. Like, oh, honey stinger. So I, I meant to Google it. I forgot to. Honey stingers are gone. He can't chuck those. Like there is nothing left within your realm of grabby. Mm -hmm. Are you Googling honey stingers right I now? Am, Ryan yeah. is on honey stingers. So you can't. You have nothing left to smash unless you're going to smash the window of the press box at Hard Rock Field, Hard Rock Stadium, which is probably not the best idea. Oh, it's a prepare, perform, recovery variety pack. It's, so it seems like some type of like energy treat. Yeah, what is, is that surprising? The guy, I mean, no, but I'm the just guy's not interested. A psycho. Of course he's eating that kind. <laughs> Maybe that's why he was so angry. He was all jacked up on honey juice. <laughs> He didn't have anything of substance that whole day. He's eating some like electrolyte snack. His blood sugar dangerously low. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's funny too, though, is like, okay, we're making fun of him for having a, a nothing to smash moment, but like consider the alternative. If like, if he tried to rip those papers and like they're laminated and it's him just like struggling, <laughs> it's like, ah, like that's a way worse meme than him, like punching the, the table and in, in all of his papers. And here's the thing. He looks like such a dork. And before you write me an email or a tweet, I understand that he won national championships at the University of Miami and he quarterbacked some of the best teams they've ever had there. That guy looks like a massive dork. I would so I know I'm I'm with you there for two points. One, yes, he looks like a massive dork. Uh, two, I would actually think that the majority of national championship winning quarterbacks are dorks. No, but he doesn't look like an athlete. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Well, he's also what twenty years removed okay. from being a professional athlete. Hey, bad news. He's like our age, bro. <laughs> Yeah. He's only a little bit older than we are, so really? let's not play this. Yeah, man. He oh. won a national championship in, what, 2002, 2003? No, oh, yeah, maybe. So he's probably only four or five years older than us. Cool. How's that make you feel? Uh, I mean, I th- <laughs> well, I was going to say I think I could take him, but after that, like, I think he's got that psycho energy that, like, he's going to, like, lose a finger and just, like, keep not blink and, like, just keep eye contact. Just trashing laminated sheets all over the place, right. ripping them in half. <laughs> so going back to the game... <sighs> The last drive, whatever you want to blame, whatever happens there, whatever headset you want to smash for it, it only happens because of a play that you never see in the NFL, and that would be the butt punt. Fourth down, Jamison Crowder, the return man for Buffalo. Bills are out of timeouts. The snap to Morstead. This kick is partially blocked high into the air. The Bills, it'll sail out the back of the end zone. It's a safety. It's a safety. And the Bills had two on the board. Partially blocked by that man's brown eye. You know, (laughs) jeez. The um, what's funny is the moment it happened, I tweeted out uh, the booty block, hoping that I would be the first person to like coin that phrase. And the butt punt is just, I think, is just better. Butt punt, of course, is better. So the Dolphins punt, I mean, as we all saw, he's back so far in his end zone, he punts the ball right. No in pun intended. To the <laughs> the ass of his backup, giving the Bills the two points. I was also very confused as to whether or not that was going to be a safety because yep. the Bills didn't block it. The ball technically got. Up in the air. Yeah. So I had no idea. Like, I didn't know it counted as a block if it went off your own player, if it was going to be a touchback. Like, it was all very confusing. Yeah, to I me. mean, I guess if you think about it, like, just logically speaking, let's say that the second the ball's in the air, you know, and it touches a, a, your own team, it would be downed at that point, right? So at that point, no, it's down. No, that's a live ball. Oh, oh, of course. But, like, okay. But I'm just saying, like, you know, how you punt it down the field. Like, you know, everyone calls it poison oh, on the other sure, team yeah, and yeah, the yeah. other team touches it. Or you you touch it. It's down at that point. So let's just apply that rule. Dude's butt touches it. Butt touch. And is down inside the end zone. Air, air, end zone. Ergo safety. I thought it went out of the back of the end zone. It I'm did. pretty yes, sure. It okay. Did, so yeah. and then in that point, it's the safety too. What I was thinking was going to happen. I didn't see the ball. I just saw that it was blocked or just like the commotion going on. I saw, I think it's Reggie Gilliam. Does he play? Uh, yeah, he's on, he's yeah. on teams, yeah. Uh, or punt return. So I see him, like, looking up in the air, and I'm just waiting for him to, like, oh, catch man. the ball. Oh, man, I'll agree and, with like, that. I th- I, honestly, I thought to myself, like, this is how we're going to win. Like, we don't, dis- I, I don't, I don't want to say that. This is how we're going to win this game with uh, 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 the punt return team catching a, a, a muffed <laughs> punt, a butt pump. Nice punt. try. Got I, that? <laughs> yeah, I'll work Don't on that Google one. that. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought that was, uh, you know, I thought that was game set match at that point. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. Even after the butt punt, you know, you're giving the ball, the Bills the ball back. You just need a field goal to win. They've yeah. got a minute, what, 15 left, and you've got the length of the field. I thought the win was inevitable. I thought it was, po- it was just way too poetic for it to end like that. The, um, and, and I'm sure we'll get into the, the rest of the game and all the other variables that went in. But like, I know that they went in with, you know, all kinds of injuries and then the game unfolded with all kinds of injuries and all these different variables in the Milano drop and the, um, you know, like Tua going out, like all that stuff, like just the amount of grit that the bills showed 
it just felt like that was the way it was supposed. The, the, what I, how I thought it was going to end on a Tyler Bass field goal to win sure. it. Yeah. It just felt like that was meant to happen. Like we deserve to win that game. The the five hundred yards of offense. So we'll get into that. Sit tight because okay. I do want to get to the only reason the butt punt happens is because Miami has the ball on the one for those four drives. The weirdest part of that game, the Bills had four shots inside the five yard line and couldn't score the go ahead touchdown, which might actually have been because of an injury to Josh Allen. Now, the fourth down play with that goal to go, he has Isaiah McKenzie wide open in the corner of the end zone, and he shorted it, which Josh Allen never Never does. Never does. It turns out he had to have x-rays on his hand after on his throwing hand. He says he's fine. It's not like Josh would be like, oh, it hurts really bad, guys. Now, Ken Dorsey came out. uh, We're taping this on a Monday this morning and said that he does Also, ow! (laughs) He does it. So jacked Ken up on honey stickers. Ken Dorsey also needed x-rays on his hand. Those <laughs> he, came back negative as well. He says he doesn't believe Josh Allen shorted it because of his hand. He said it was, quote, bad mechanics. But, I mean, again, Josh Allen's so strong. That's, wow. um, are those, are those fighting words? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, well, I, I'm, a cl- I'm assuming they're close. I mean, Josh Allen was the one that gave him the Pope's blessing to become the offensive coordinator. I guess, but I mean, I, I, if, okay. All I right. mean, I, I hear you say that and when they're not to, not to like, no, it was Josh, bad mechanics. Well, okay. Fair enough. He didn't have time to set and throw that ball. Fair enough. But, but how many times have you seen Josh like literally running at full speed, have perfect touch. You saw it on that drive. No, I to agree Singletary. Like, I agree. I'm sorry to, to, to say bad mechanics. That just, that seems a little Bush league to me. I'm sorry. So everything we just talked about was super weird. Here's where it gets really weird. The Bills lost this game despite the fact that they outgained the Dolphins 497 to 212 in yardage. Mm-hmm. They doubled them up and then some. Mm-hmm. You can't really be upset the way that this game played out. I mean, the injuries were brutal. Yeah. The Bills dressed five wide receivers. Mm-hmm. At one point, four of them had missed time in that game due to injury. The only one that didn't was Gabe Davis, who was already, already questionable <laughs> coming in. The real heartbreaker, though, for this game, I think is the realization that Josh Allen can't do it all on his own. Um, he threw for 400 yards and two touchdowns. Yep. He was the team's leading rusher with 47 yards. No picks, right? Uh, no picks. Yep. He, we had that fumble inside the seven there. Yep. Or yep. inside yep. the... Yeah, okay. <laughs> he put the team on his back all game long. He did all of this despite the fact that he started the game without his center... Ended up with his third center at one point during that game. Yep. Had multiple offensive linemen going down throughout the game. Forty-two minutes of possession, and uh, right, am yeah, I right? Yeah, in 42? forty-two. So uh, you're yeah. you're on the field for almost three or for over three quarters of the game. He threw the ball what sixty-three times, and yeah. despite all of that and everything he had inside him, he, they couldn't win that game. And oh that my is a, god! What, oh, gosh, Josh, give us more. Are you serious? No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. You are being very angry. I, I Have am, a honey stinger and I'm, calm down. I'm frustrated. What I'm saying is I had a belief as a Bills fan that every game was a winnable game because if Josh went into full Josh mode, there was no way they were going to lose. And he went into full Josh mode and he did everything they can and they lost. So what I'm saying is it's heartbreaking for me to know that Josh Allen can do everything physically possible play the game that he plays and they still have the potential to lose that game okay so i on the surf it's i'm gonna be a little i'm a little rougher on the edges today okay so i'm not gonna be as reserved as i as oh I feel no like I watch out am. mothers lock up your daughters careful everybody i i understand your point 
I think that if if anyone is coming to the realization that like, oh man, our star quarterback can't do it all on his own, that's like the definition of of entitlement to me. For you to 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 think that for any not you, but for anyone to think that like, I know this isn't what you're saying. But no, go ahead. Come on. No, 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 that that he showed personally in this game, I take issue with that because it is clear that he put everything he possibly could. Who said that? I I I, I guess nobody I'm just, has said that. I I okay, fair enough. No one in this room has. No, said I it. did not. If any, okay, that person's dumb. If anyone says a guy that threw for 400 yards, mm-hmm. two touchdowns, was the team's leading rusher, literally was. Passing out on Tua Tungavailoa's shoulder that, after the game. That, that, I think, is the perfect image of, like, like what just happened. You know, like, I don't know if they're cool or, like, you know, they, they I practice would hope in the offseason. So. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I don't division, yeah. It, there aren't a lot of people I'm not friendly with who I'd rest my head on their shoulder. Right, but also, I mean, if you're literally about to pass out, you know, <laughs> I'll take it. I wonder, I wonder what Tua was saying. Like, if Tua was just, like, if he was actually, like, concussed and was just like saying love, anything but like, if, by the way but <laughs> right. go on. but like just the conversation that was happening between them of like two just talking about like hey man did you check the mail today and like and <laughs> josh just can't hear anything it's just heads in completely in the clouds just like i'm just gonna take a nap real quick i would love to i hope one of them was was mic'd up but um but no man i i guess like i it, it, obviously it takes the whole team that's a stupid take to to put out there but it's it's I just, I just have a lot, I have a lot of, I know, hang on, let me finish my thought. I just, I have a lot of appreciation even more so for, for Josh Allen. And I guess for the team overall, after a win like this, I think, or rather after a loss like this, I think that if there was ever a time for something like this to happen this season, I'm glad it happened right now with, 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 because just looking at the, the body of work up to this point, Rams, Titans, Dolphins. The Dolphins game was the most important game of your season. A divisional game, jockeying for for first yeah, in the you in see the him again. Oh, of course. But up to this point, it was the most important game. Okay, I'm I'm glad that something like this happened this early in the season when there's enough time to correct for it, and shows that you can still like almost do it with all of that stacked up against you. Okay, I know you've been trying to be a polite guy. I'm I'm not. I'm rough be, around the edges today, no, buddy. I'm not, I'm not gonna be a polite guy. You sound like a Pop Warner football coach. What are you talking about? Hey, man, you know it takes the whole team. You know, you got to understand, it takes the whole team to win a football game. That's a bald faced lie in today's NFL. Okay, so there's you're saying, there's a reason why. First of all, I, I <laughs> some California Pop Warner. Uh, That's what you sound like right now, guys. Guys, you know you, you go do, down the four hundred five. Get it together. Yeah, do you want to live with guys? Come on. First of all, there. I watch Friday Night Tykes. None of them sound like that. No, you don't. They're really all watch psychopaths. You don't really what? They're all Ken Dorseys. Um, yeah, I, no, no. Ken Dorsey is is way more respectable than the coaches. Okay. The majority of coaches on Friday Night Tykes. Here's what I'm saying. You can sit here and say you know it takes a whole team to win a football game. You're wrong. There's a reason why. No, there, we're not. There is a reason why there are five guys in this league who make a quarter billion dollars in guaranteed money. Josh Allen being one of them. And again, I'm not saying that Josh Allen did not play out of his mind. He did I cannot believe what Josh Allen was able to do on Sunday the point that I'm making is those guys Mahomes Lamar Jackson Josh Allen you maybe you can include uh out in Green Bay 
Why am I blanking for God's sake? Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. I'm exhausted. Aaron Rodgers. You didn't get to my house till eight thirty. <laughs> Those guys win games on their own. We've seen Josh Allen win games on his own before. So to sit here and be like, oh, it takes the whole team. We need Reggie Gilliam to go out and do his 111th. Okay, so if you're saying that like maybe in an isolated incident, one player that you're willing to pay a quarter billion dollars to can win you one game no, on his own? You're saying consistently a team can be a, a game can be I'm win? Saying. A no. game can be no. won by one guy. For you to sit here and do like this inspirational cat holding onto a string poster of like, hey, guys, you know, everyone's got to do their part to win a football game down they 405. They 100% down the do. 405. No, that's not true. There are guys that can crap the bed in games. Other major players and guys like Mahomes and guys like Allen and guys like Lamar Jackson and guys like Aaron Rodgers and maybe Justin Herbert now on San Diego can consistently lift them up to win games that they should Not consistently. Yes, they you can. Saw, no, you saw it last. Okay. Oh, So Herbert's injured right now, so, yes. I'll, yeah, so I'll take him away from it. Look at last year when KC's defense was playing like absolute garbage. Just or, uh, uh, I said Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick Patrick Mahomes couldn't win. That couldn't win against the Bills. What are you talking about? That that's the exact opposite of what happened in the playoffs. In the playoffs, when their defense was clicking, I'm talking about like you're saying like one player can can carry the team to a win. Yes. That's a perfect example of how that can't happen consistently. No, but it does, and it has happened consistently with Mahomes, and it has happened consistently with Josh Allen. Maybe more so than the average bear across the rest of the like the NFL quarterback landscape. But but I I just I maybe we're I'm not agreeing with your idea of consistency. Probably because you're thinking about traffic on the 405 being a crazy California pop Warner. Football God, coach. I hate you so much. Okay, we're going to take a break while Ryan gets very angry about the conversation. You know what this is? What? This is your superstition gone wrong on Sunday. It, actually, big, it actually is. You're a big superstition guy. I am. I, um, I'm a little stitious. I'm going to do my best not to punch him in the face while we take a break here. It's Let's Go Duffalo on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. Some Bills fans this week, they're going to be switching up what they do pregame, what they do the night before, what they're doing during the game, because Bills fans for a very long time, Ryan, we only had the stars to believe in. Yeah. And, and I don't mean the stars in the field. I mean, like, the stars outside aligning for things to win. Right, like the dippers and, you know, et cetera, so forth. So because of that, I feel like Buffalo fans might be more superstitious than the average fan base. I, um, I think so, only because I feel... Yeah, I have superstitious qualities about myself. It's Let's Go Duffalo, Buffalo Football Podcast. You can catch it on the Odyssey app. I mean, you know that already. You're already listening to us. Uh, Hi. Way, come hang out. Stop doing that. Come hang out. Tape with us <laughs> next week. We're going to be at the Tap at 1761 Scottsville Road, Monday, October 3rd, 6 to 7.30. Come hang out right before Monday Night Football. We'll talk some bills. we got stuff to give away. It's going to get hot. I am uh, so excited to be back there. Now, I can tell the way that you said it that you're very excited to be back so there. So excited to be back there. All right, your game superstition so far this season. Like, do you have a laid out thing before Bill's game start? Um, yeah. What do you do? Well, um, I'm kind of afraid to tell you because I feel like you're going to make fun of me. No matter what you were going to say, I was going to make fun of you. <laughs> okay, so here's how it tends to work beginning of the season. I come in real hot. I will... Um, essentially where as much bills items as I can. Okay. And the thinking for that is we get a win. 
all of these items get a little bit of blessing. So now I have a little bit more freedom to maybe mix and match some items throughout the season. We're talking all the way down to studs, baby. Okay, wait. When you say like as much, okay, how much can you wear? You, you jersey? Jersey. I have, a, I have a shirt that I bought in the parking lot maybe 15 years ago. Sleeves way cut off, stretched out to, to probably Hilton from where I live. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's seen some time. Okay. Um, I have a, like a long sleeve, like uh, dry fit royal blue. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You go long sleeve dry fit. Yep. Shirt over that. Sleeveless shirt. Jersey over that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. What are you, Spider-Man? Well, Daryl Talley did it. No one ever made fun of him. Yeah, because Daryl Talley would kick everybody's ass who made fun of him. I've met Daryl Talley. You, sir, are no Daryl Talley. You, sir. That man, that's the second time someone said that to me today. (laughs) Yeah, you must be doing really well. (laughs) But Okay, so you got shirt, shirt, shirt. Shirt, shirt, shirt. Uh, don't forget top shirt. No, um, I will then have a uh, a special pair of um, of underpants. You I have guess, Bill's underpants? Say. No, I just have a specific pair of underpants. And lucky underpants. Everyone has lucky underpants. Okay, I don't have lucky underpants. Well, you're unlucky. Um, and Were you wearing just, them on Sunday? Uh, well, no. Yeah, I wasn't. What you weren't? No, I wasn't. Oh, you want to blame the loss on somebody? Blame it on Ryan's genitals. <laughs> Not on you for jinxing us at the end of the last show. You didn't wear any underpants. Okay. So it's a dual blame, if any. Which, by the way, is way more alarming than lucky underpants. Well, I wear wore it. underpants. Okay. I just didn't wear the lucky ones. Jeez. Um, so, uh, and then just, you know, pair of gym shorts, you know, but no, they, they have gym shorts. Um, no, it's actually usually the ones I'm wearing now, these Syracuse, uh, Syracuse gym shorts. Okay. Bill socks. Um, I have a pair. But you know, this time of year, if if it's if it's above fifty degrees, which it was on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, I'm going flippy flops. That's okay. it. If it's forty nine and lower, then I'm usually going uh, duck boots. All right, here's what? Yeah, duck boots. Why? Who? What guy wears duck boots? Yeah, duck boots. Sperry, but Sperry duck boots. What is wrong with yeah, you? Sperry duck boots. You're gonna wear Sperry duck boots in the house during a Bills not game? Not during. The, not in the house. I'm saying like in general. So so okay. Excuse me. I was wearing my indoor Crocs at home. Which I normally wear as an indoor slipper because they have wonderful arch support. Can I pause? Can I pause? Hit me. Do you have both indoor and outdoor Crocs? Um, okay, so no, but yes. I have Croc branded Crocs for indoor. And I have a pair of Crocs that I bought from Berkeley Jensen Wholesale Club. I don't know what that is. BJ's. That Shut I, up. I hate you so much. Please, today. you wish. Um, that I use for, you know, just kind of, you know. Knock it around outside if I got to go, you know, lay some mulch or something like that. Okay. Maybe maybe run the tractor real quick. All right. Now, I know that we're getting off topic here because we started with. I knew you were going to make fun of me. Superstitions. Brian, if you want to wear as much Bill stuff as possible, <laughs> you don't have to wear three shirts and no other Bill stuff. I don't think that. No, you do realize that you could go invest in a pair of inexpensive Bill's gym shorts or Zubaz pants, a hat, a pair of socks that you wear all the time. Right, I, I'm sorry. And you I can for, eliminate yep. two of the shirts, but but the, but no. I'm telling you, at the beginning of the season, I'll bulk up and and put on the things that I think are necessary uh-huh. within reason. Okay. I I think I need to show you the the outfit, and then I think you know, it'll no, give seen, it a little bit I've more context. I've seen you wear the dry fit with the sleeveless t shirt with the jersey over yeah, it. Yeah, I think I it's was, completely appropriate. Okay. 
Um, and uh, But my point is that I'll kind of bulk up as far as the layers are concerned at the beginning of the season because mm-hmm. when we win week one, now all of these items have a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of rabbit's foot on them, and I can kind of mix and match as we go. Okay, so the Bills lost despite your superstition this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Does that change now what you're doing moving forward for the rest of the season? Um, yeah, I think I have to be a little bit more focused going into going into the game. What, you think about end of fourth shirt? Um, no, I, th- so what had happened with me this week, and I think over the last couple, this season so far, it's a good gut check reminder earlier in the season, mm. that Thursday night football game, week one, absolute trouncing of the Rams. Yeah. Hmm, that's fun. Monday night football the next week, absolute trouncing of the Titans. Mm-hmm. Also fun. Sure. Maybe, just Maybe. My traditions and what I do on game day don't have much effect on the game. I went a little bit lackadaisical this weekend, um, was not as focused, nor did I wear any of the appropriate garb that I should have, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's what happened. And that's why the Bills lost. Uh, you could argue that, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so now I think for me, this is a good reminder of like, I got to get my head back. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, everybody, everybody within the franchise is asking you to please get back to your game day tradition of wearing 42 shirts, (laughs) a certain pair of underpants and Syracuse shorts. Here's the thing though. I know that you're making fun of me, No, but I know that, that there are people that truly believe, and I'm one of them, that you're, we're part of this team. You, you know, when I say that, what I do going into game day, mm. it, it it matters a little bit. It's 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 making sure that I'm 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 trying to get the cosmos aligned. Okay, you know what I mean. Look, every Bills fan has their little traditions that they do. Sure, right? like my favorite thing to do is the reverse jersey jinx, like a rally cap. No, if we're playing a team that has a former Bill on it or had a former Bill star for them for a little while, I will put on their Bill's jersey and wear it to watch the game. Really? And it works every time. I am the complete opposite. The reverse Bill's jersey. Because, you know, I, I have my massive jersey collection that I have. Yeah, so, yeah. like, yeah. Like, and there, I got something for every team. I so, say. So, like, when the Bills played uh, the... Who was... Tyrod with last year. I forget the Texans. The Texans. When the Texans came to town, I wore my Tyrod Taylor game-worn jersey, trounced the Texans, reverse jersey jinx. Every time that we've played Ryan Fitzpatrick again and we've beaten them, it's because I've worn a Ryan Fitzpatrick jersey during that game, reverse jersey jinx, and it works. I'm telling you, man. That's funny. I have, um, maybe we've just been on off weeks because I feel the opposite way. I have worn a Fitzpatrick jersey when he was with the Jets. I wore it when he was with the Dolphins. I wore it when he was with the Texans when we lost that uh, that game right after he was um, when after he was released. EJ Manuel's right? last full legitimate start as an NFL player. Yep. Um, I, and I'm pretty sure we've lost against him every single time I've, I've worn his Jersey again when he is playing. So now I'm on the opposite side of that, of your camp. I am not wearing a player that is on the team that we are playing. Okay. Active or not. Fair enough. All right. So as we talk about these superstitions and you're right, every Bills fan has one. I can sit here and I can make fun of you, but I got my weird little things that I do. Does your wife understand what you're doing? Yes, she does. And that's why she's awesome. I don't think she she does is, she believe she tells me that she does so that's that I guess is <laughs> that's all that matters um and she lets me kind of live in my fantasy world I don't think when we first got you know when we first met 
I don't think she fully understood. Okay. And whether it's just been through the time that we've, we've known each other or she believes in it too, which I probably the former, mm. um, she just lets me run, run my show. Can I ask you a question? Sure. When this comes up when you're not around mm-hmm. with her friends, with her family, mm-hmm. do you think that she defends you and says, no, like Ryan believes and I love it and it's great and it's good for him? Or do you think she makes fun of you behind your back? I know. I think she, I think she's got my back. I think if anything, like you'll probably, she'll probably be faced with, I mean, she's probably going to get way more questions now because not everyone really knew the extent of my, um, yeah, man, no, nobody noticed you were wearing seven shirts. <laughs> Are you not wearing underpants? <laughs> No, I um, you're 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 misrepresenting the shirt situation. I'm just asking a question about like your 42 shirts that you're wearing for a Bills game. <laughs> I hate you. Um, no, I think that um, <laughs> she's I'm misrepresenting the you, shirt situation. You are because it's not fake that, news on the shirts, dude. It's just uh, it's it. it I'm not going to defend myself over the shirts. All I'm saying is that. Um, I think she's going to get a lot more questions now because I think you're misrepresenting where like that I'm walking through like like Joey wearing all of Chandler's clothes in that one episode. No, look, I don't think that your superstitions are that weird. Like uh, a friend of mine, Kimmy from the break room, if you sure. listen to the break room on yeah, CMF. Love Kimmy. Her husband was in the bathroom uh, during a play that happened two seasons ago when the Bills were on that playoff run. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he watched every game for the rest of the season, like six games from the bathroom. I recall seeing that. He only left the bathroom on commercial breaks to go get more beer or I guess not to go to the bathroom because you're already <laughs> in the bathroom. And got to use the other bathroom. Yeah. So like, I mean, like, yeah, the, the kid watched the games from the bathroom for the rest of the season. So like that, that's extreme. Your thing is not that extreme. No. I'm just curious about, cause you know, your you wife, think it, you think the bathroom thing's extreme watching from a bathroom. I think that I honestly appreciate him so much more for having that level of, of dedication, whether it's affecting the game or not, which it is, but for him to have that level of dedication to like for all of us, like that's a selfless act, right? It there. is because you're watching the game on a tablet and I couldn't handle it. I could not deal with watching the game, but especially because that was the AFC championship game. He was in that bathroom. Yep. You watch the AFC championship game. First time the Bills have been back there in 20 years on a freaking tablet. Yeah, that sucks. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Good for him. All right. So with that being said, mm-hmm. are you changing up your superstition now that they've lost? Um, I don't know if I don't know. About- try for 92 shirts. <laughs> so if anything, I'm going <laughs> to says Luff of shirts. <laughs> I am going to um, I'm going to mix up the jersey that I wear. So I have. What did you wear? Son- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I didn't even wear a jersey on Sunday. That's I'm, I know. I'm what are you the, doing? I know, I know. You sit here and you're arguing with me. I got that, a little bit of an that ego. It matters. An ego. I got a, I mean, the success early on went to my head. Well, when you have a freaking 74 point differential, as far as like. like. By the way, quick weird thing. Even though the Bills lost. On Sunday, they still have the highest point differential in the NFL. Right. How That's weird because, is that? Because they have, uh, just we saying, all know why, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, I'm sorry, the success went to my head a little bit where it's like, okay, maybe I don't have to have these, you know, such strict traditions. I got kids now. They got stuff that they got to do. I don't know what we were doing, but like everything, you live your life in 15 second bursts of things to like get stuff done. Right. And I was just like, I don't think I need to do this anymore. Let's grow up a tad. And clearly I was in the wrong. Okay. So I need to grow down. So what jersey are you wearing next week? Then? So this week or this coming week, I'm going to uh, wear what gave us as much success uh, in the 2020 season. And that is my uh, 14 Frank Reich jersey. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah. 
All right. I like that one. All right. So everyone could rest easy. Ryan is going to have his 14 Frank Reich jersey on. So it's a definite Bills win against the Ravens, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, stop it. What? What? You're, it's your superstition. It's all, but I'm, I'm trying to do my 111. <laughs> or my, <laughs> my 170,000. 73,000-something okay. capacity of the stadium. We have to get in and find out what's making Ryan sad. Mm. So we're going to do that here a second. And, uh, I mean, despite the fact that the Bills game didn't do so well, Bills fans showed out in Miami, and it's become a trend, right? When the Bills are on the road, fans follow them. Is that something the other team's fan base should be ashamed of? We'll get into it. Let's go Duffalo on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. Going to see the Bills on the road, only to have to walk out of that opposing stadium after they lose. That that walk of shame is rough. I will say the two times that I've seen the Bills play in Miami, they lost both games, and that is a really hard walk out of that stadium. But here's the thing. I mean, it's going to happen at some point if you go to enough road games, and Bills fans go to road games. For sure. Uh, you're hanging out. It's Let's Go Duffalo and Odyssey podcast my brother ryan my name Hi. is pat duffy <laughs> ryan's still working out the timing although there's what one timing there's one thing that ryan i don't know what you're talking about with the timing there is one thing that ryan's really good at what's that well i mean you wear your heart on your sleeve we're gonna get to the uh, opposing fans opposing stadium fans in a second here mm-hmm. but there's a lot to be sad about after that game on sunday and everyone is dying to know what's making ryan sad yeah um, well, you know, we've been talking about the game. Stinks to lose. I still think there's some good things to come from it. But I am pretty sad about one thing in particular that I've had a, um, a hate-hate relationship with for quite some time. And it's something that we, we all have to deal with. What's making you sad, Ryan? I hate the sun. I hate the sun. I've never had a good relationship with the sun. And after seeing, especially on that third quarter drive, where right when they looked like they were about to punch it in, three quarters of the team just um, collapses on the field. It was like Jonestown out there, man. It, like It was pretty rough. Like everyone needed a system reboot at the same time. Ryan Rick Bates is on the Ryan Bates. They call him Rick. Yeah, Ryan Bates. What is up with that? Like they, I don't understand that. I don't know. There was disrespectful a guy, to that guy. There was a guy named Justin Jefferson. Who they called Freddie uh, Fast Freddie. I don't know what the hell. I mean, it's not the weirdest nickname. Bills have had. He doesn't make me sad. The sun makes me sad. I um, it's seeing all of them in what looked to be like complete. Like heat stroke agony on the side reminded on the, on the field reminded me of my um my my relationship with the sun and it's not a good one and it makes me upset. You know it's funny you bring up uh, there's been a lot of questions as to how an NFL franchise can have that many guys cramping up and going through heat problems and things like that. Mm-hmm. That 19 play 10 minute drive in the mm-hmm. third quarter was a thing of beauty. And it might have also been what cost the Bills the game. Yeah. Because you don't anticipate as an offense going on a 19-play drive from your own two-yard line. At 102 field degree? Yes. Or field temperature? I mean, 
in that drive, Dawson Knox goes down with cramps mm-hmm. along the way. And I, also uh, <laughs> what seemed to be a certain concussion. <laughs> I cannot believe his head didn't come <laughs> off. No, but like I, I think the turning point in that game legitimately was the end of that drive because you didn't punch it in. Get, yeah. If you get seven points, it's a different ball game. Yep. You weren't able to do it, and it's understandable because you have guys literally collapsing from exhaustion. I don't I, I don't know. I want to say that it was demoralizing. Like, obviously, they had some, some grit for the remainder of the game, but you're right. If they get seven or they get six there uh, there's no doubt about it. did tyler bass miss that field goal i don't too? think no that wasn't the one he missed okay. i don't think um yeah i think you're right but but um but yeah no like that that was demoralizing in that moment of like you gotta be kidding me like if there's ever a time to punch your paper sheets that's the time ken dorsey <laughs> but, so yeah. lots of bills fans at that game in miami that watched it happen live reports were that it was about a 50 50 bills dolphins fans split in that stadium and you could hear it on television right yeah. the dolphins had to work in silent counts at points josh allen was able to control the crowd noise with his hands in an opposing stadium mm-hmm. but it's not just miami bills fans travel well should there be shame in an opposing team's fan base taking over your stadium uh, yeah, uh, 100% I think that there should be. Because when the Bills go to Tennessee, it's majority Bills fans. Mm-hmm. When the Bills went to Jacksonville last year, it was majority Bills fans. Jets games, you see a ton of Bills fans in the crowd. But here's the thing. It's also happened to us in Buffalo as well. Yeah. Right? Because uh, Steelers and Browns fans travel really well. They always load the place up with their people. Raiders fans do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And we got a problem this year. What's that? Uh, Bills tickets are very hard to come by. Mm-hmm. So we've only had one game, home game so far. It was the Tennessee game. Tennessee fans don't travel at all. It was all Bills fans in that stadium while I was in there. Home opener, you know, Monday Night Football. I think that's expected. But ticket prices are through the roof. And there is a ton of money to be made for folks sitting on those tickets. Mm. Would you hold it against a Bills season ticket holder for putting their tickets on the open market? Yeah, I, I definitely would. Really? The, nowadays? Yeah, for sure. Now, and, and, and so two different schools of thought here, I guess. If you are a, uh, I'll call it a casual season ticket holder. What is as, a casual season ticket holder? You have two tickets. Let's just say two. two I, to, you can call me a sad casual season ticket holder? In comparison <sighs> to the, in you. comparison to the person I will, or the, the persona that I will put out there in just a moment, uh-huh. but... Um, I would consider those people the casual, your run-of-the-mill fan season ticket holders. I love the team, and I want to go to the home games, and I want to support the team uh, every single home game. If you're selling those tickets, both of them for that matter, out on the open market for an opposing fan base Mm -hmm. or opposing, you know, uh, team's fan to buy, yeah, no, 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 bad. Okay. Now, if you are the type of season ticket holder that is sitting on a lot of tickets, uh-huh. a, a large amount of tickets, and it is your business to then resell them, I have even less respect. I agree. I, I and, and I'm, I'm not saying, like, you know, you do you as far as, like, how to make money for your life and your family or whatever it is you want to do. But I don't appreciate the type of season ticket holder that it, it's almost like a ticket mill. You know, and I say that because our dad's tickets in, in our section, his section, um, the surrounding seats are owned by uh, the majority of them are owned by, if, if I believe, the same person or company or whoever it is. Okay. 
Um, more often than not, we were completely growing up. We were completely surrounded by opposing well, teams fans. You also have to keep in mind the bills didn't make the playoffs yes. for 17 of the 25 years we were going to those games. So at that point I have less, I have more or less respect, but now I have less, less respect because now is the time where I feel like you need to rally the troops. Let's go cheer on our team that can make a serious run at um you know at a, a a really good season. Okay, I'm gonna throw something at you. Last year, Bills open up against the Steelers. Steelers fans travel really well. Sure. Uh, ticket prices were also exploding at that point because mm-hmm. you know we just come off the FC Championship game in Kansas yeah. City. Uh, guy I know bought season tickets for the first time. Mm-hmm. He was able to sell his season his opening day tickets to cover the cost of the rest of his season tickets. Mm. Undoubtedly. With it being the Steelers, it was Steelers fans who bought his tickets. Oh, sure. Do you judge that, man? Um, well, he yeah. paid for his entire season. The answer is yes. Okay. But I also, I can understand and Don't empathize. both sides No, this I'm not, argument. I'm not, no, I'm judging him. If you're asking me, your simple question, do I judge him? Oh, yeah. I don't like that guy. Okay. But... If I was in the same position and I could I could make all of my money back and therefore then cheer on the team for the remainder of the home games, the rest of the seven home games, however that works out, um, then, yeah, maybe a little bit of sacrifice at that point. But I'm still judging you for that one guy. But you would do it. I, do, I won't say that I wouldn't do it, but I wouldn't <laughs> like myself. Would you do it? I don't know. It's a yes or no question. I don't know. You, you get free, free, It's essentially free season tickets. At the advice of counsel. I'm going to so yes, you would do it. My- so yes, you would do it. You're going to sit here and you're going to be judgy for three straight minutes. You're going to go on a little soliloquy there without admitting, knowing you would absolutely do it. If it was a, a soliloquy, soliloquy, you wouldn't hear it because it goes out to the audience and not to the rest of the, the cast. Yeah, no, but nobody's listening to this, so it is kind of a soliloquy. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I yeah, I'm going to judge him, but I would judge myself. I would feel really garbage but you about myself, do it, but you would do it. Yeah, probably. Cause I'm a bad person. Okay. Okay. But no, I, 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 I agree with you. Steelers fans, Brown, Browns fans, Raiders fans, they all travel really well. Okay. So when it comes to tickets that you have to go to a Bills game, and again, this year they are at a premium. Sure. Do you have close friends that are fans of, a, of different teams? I do. Okay. So give me one example. Patriots. Uh, you have a fa- friend that's a Patriots fan. I have a few that are Patriots. A few that are Patriots fans, yep, yep. and you're friends with them. Um, I I would like to talk about this at length another time. Okay. But yes. Well, uh, real quick then, let's say that you have a pair of tickets to a Bills Patriots game. Your wife's going to go with you, mm-hmm. and last minute something comes up, she can't she can't go. Yeah. You take it a Patriots fan. It. Yeah. No. I, it, wow. I would. Hang on a second. Wow. Hang on a second. There is a difference, in my opinion, between taking a trusted friend who happens to be a fan of an opposing team who exhibits respect to everyone around him or her in the stadium. Mm-hmm. There is a huge difference between that mm-hmm. and putting them up on NFL Ticket Exchange uh-huh. and letting, letting some goober from Wooster go and buy them. And and show up and say like look how close to the field I am. That happened to me, and I wanted to I wanted to get out of there so bad. We were sitting right in front of this like group of and this, and this is back when the Bills weren't very good. So this is probably like maybe five seven years ago. Okay. Um, we're sitting there pregame, so excited. You know, it's I think it was the beginning of the season. I think it was the home opener actually against New England. The whatever year it was, there's there's hope aplenty. 
And these like four or five dudes who drove in from Massachusetts and they're just like, oh my God, if I paid these tickets in Gillette, the Boston accent, it would have all talk about. Why is he oh, British? Why I can't is he think, British? I can't, I can't think it's of what New I, England, nah, not wait, actual If England. I paid for these down at the, uh, the, um, the Gillette Stadium. You have derailed. I know, it's bad. <laughs> I'm just saying, like they were, they were obnoxious. Now, see, here's what um, you're doing. Here's yeah. what you're doing. You're talking in circles to ignore the fact that you would take an opposing fan with your ticket to a Bills game after judging the hell out of every other scenario that I painted for you. Um, two points. One, I already said that I'm a bad person. Okay. And two, I think that with everything in life, there are circumstances that you can't live so binary against. You know these kinds. You're of things. You're not even making sense with words. No, at this not point. dude. I, like, I'm sorry. Like, if I had a good friend, which I do, who happens to be a Patriots fan or a Jets fan or a Dolphins fan, it would hurt me to bring them. But I, they're still my friend. No, I don't care. I'm not. You know, you could be my friend. You're not coming to that game with me. Fair enough. You're not getting one of my tickets. Why would you bring an opposing? You framed it as like a last minute thing. Yeah, I don't care. If, I'll eat that ticket before I will eat that ticket. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about that. You would rather have that money go to complete waste yes. than for, for anyone else to po- potentially enjoy the game. I've done it before. To potentially rub it in their face uh-huh. when the Bills win of like, look what happened to you. Uh, you drove all the way out here and you thought you were going to have fun and I just rubbed your face mm-hmm. in it. I don't even want money for the ticket. I've got my season tickets. I'm not bringing somebody in an opposing team's jersey down those stairs, sitting them next to me with all of the Bills fans that have season tickets around me to be there. That makes me a traitor. And you ask if I would eat the ticket? I've done it multiple times where two or three days before... Somebody bails when the Bills were bad and nobody else wanted to go to the game. And I had opposing friends that were opposing fans. I went by myself. I drove to Buffalo by myself and I tailgated with some buddies and I went in that game and I watched it by myself. And I'm not going to lie to you. Those are my favorite Bills game experiences. Did you catch a movie by yourself on the way home? Bro, I... Table for one, please. I know it's... At the Olive Garden. I know it sounds weird, but going to games by myself, I stumbled upon being one of my favorite things of all time. Did you have like an extra rider that was waiting in the single line for you to go on the roller coaster with you? I'm sorry. That's 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 a little... You know, I, I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm no, not no, with no, you. No, what do you mean? You've never tried it. Going to a Bills game alone is such a freeing experience. Because first of all, you're never alone in that stadium, right? Like there's 72,000 other people. Where everybody knows your name. So inside the game, you don't feel like you're alone. The peace and quiet up is wonderful. You just listen to pregame on CMF or GR when you get to Buffalo, right? After the game, you don't have to like force that conversation after you're exhausted from being there the whole time, right? Because you know that sucks. Yeah. If you're with someone that's not like, you know, because you and I will go, I could just, we could just tell each other to shut up. We don't have to talk on the way home. We're exhausted. Sure. Bro, if you have a chance at some point in your life, buy one ticket to a game, go by yourself, and then call me the next day and be like, that was the greatest experience of my life. I understand that you want to go where, where people know that the troubles are all the same. But <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm, the, the, what I think is important here is that. The Bills are are exhibiting some some pretty good success over the last three years. I don't think I feel the same way about opposing fans as I did from three years back, fifteen years. You okay. know what I mean? Like the the times where where I where it was a, a leg, I mean, it's always a legitimate toss up whether you're going to win or lose. But there were those games that the you know teams would come in New England for, for that matter. Like every time New England came, like the likelihood that the bills were going to win was low. I sure. think I saw them win one time against New England in the 
my my in my entire game watching existence at, at Ralph Wilson Stadium. So I think now that the Bills are successful or have had some success, I don't have as much resentment against, you know, opposing teams fans because I think that like I'm I'm I don't know, I just feel different. No, about it's it. fine. I mean, whatever way you got to justify bringing in the enemy behind enemy lines, that's fine. Do what you We all got to go to work tomorrow, not the enemy, you especially my friend. Literally started this break going, I'm judging you. How dare you? You, you know, it, it's sacred ground. I, when you, say, when you, well, it's my friend. Well, I, I can make money. I mean, you, you can you can pick and choose what, you know, you want to glean from my my point of view. You do you. But I, I know that I got to you when you start using words that I know you don't know the definition. Like glean? Like glean. <laughs> and binary. Bion, it's binary. It's what I said. You said binary. Binary. We have to get into this Ravens game. This game after what happened on Sunday, it was a big one. It's a heck of a lot bigger now because you went from walking into this game 3-0 and to potentially walking out of this game 2-2 two and two with back-to-back conference losses against a team that you only see once in the regular season. We'll get into it next. It's Let's Go Duffalo on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. regretting it's let's go duffalo Ruh-roh. uh the odyssey app wherever you get your podcast all right we're gonna get into this ravens game and you can actually come talk about this ravens game with us next week we are going to be live taping the show our next episode monday october 3rd excuse me uh at the tap at 1761 scottsville we'll be there from 6 to 7 30 and if you are a listener avid listener of this show ryan for some reason he told a story about buying leggings in the parking lot while drunk a couple of years ago and he put up the picture on his Twitter. And because he has now become a bit of a fame whore, tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. Ryan said that if he got 50 new followers before we went to go do our next live show at Tappet, the Tappet, he would wear those leggings to the show. So you literally just pointed out to me as we were going into this segment something that occurred. <sighs> What happened, Ryan? Um, I checked it, and I am at 54. Which means? Followers. Which means that I am a man of my word and will wear <laughs> Why the, did you do this? Well, I'll tell you exactly why. Because I thought that we were going there last week. And at that point, <laughs> it wouldn't have hit it, and I wasn't going to double down on it. At that point, I was sitting comfortably at like, like 27, <laughs> something stupid low. So now, like, 54 is, like, breaking it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now there's, like, almost double. No, it's, ah, uh, man. I mean, man of my word, you know, I don't know. I guess I got to do it, but. So all the people that were going to come out, come hang out at the Tappet. Now no one's coming. Yeah, absolutely, because Ryan will be in his leggings. Uh, all right, so congratulations. Bummer. But uh, we have to get into this Ravens game on Sunday. I'm curious about the long-term effect that Finn's game has on the Bills, not just for this week, but for the rest of the week, uh, next couple weeks. How do you get that beat up 
and are ready to play the next week. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the injury question marks before the Bins game even happened. Because Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips missed that game. There's no guarantee that they're going to be back. I mean, look, hamstring injuries on big guys for Jordan Phillips, always a problem. Mm -hmm. Ed Oliver has only played about a quarter of football so far this season. The rush was not the same without them. Against a guy like Lamar Jackson, that's a problem. Yeah. Poyer is a massive question mark right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, If he can't go... That's another big problem. Although you do want to commend the defensive backs, safeties for the way they played against Tua. Lamar Jackson is not Tua Tungavailo. Um, no, and um, yeah, no. Poyer, Poyer, his presence is much needed. Um, and yeah, no, for sure. Kudos to the secondary. I think like the the only really big play was that Waddle over the top at the end. Yeah, the third and twenty-two. What a heartbreaker yeah. that was, man. Jeez. Um, major bummer. Um, yeah, I, I think that the, and then on top of that, Christian Benford had a fracture. Okay. Hand. So let's get into this right now. So out for the season, Micah Hyde, we knew about, yeah. uh, Tommy Doyle, I believe it's an ACL. He's now out for the season, the offensive lineman. Oh, I did not know that he's done. So Tredavious white and Ike Bottinger, Bottinger, I never know how to say his name. Uh, Ike Bucker. Thank you. They're on the pup list. I believe after this week, they are then eligible to come back and play. After this week, After this correct. week, yeah. okay. So they're not going to help us this week. No. Jake Cumaro, high ankle sprain. He's week to week. He's not going to play against the Ravens most likely. Christian Benford, you just brought up the corner who's been playing out of his mind. Broken hand. He's going to be out. He's weak to a couple of weeks. So Is he out? Is he listed out? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he just had surgery today. Oh, okay. We're taping I, this on Monday. Yeah, I, I, I only say that because I know that he didn't play any other defensive snaps after he fractured the hand, but he did play on special teams yeah, for the I'm, club. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they went and did the x-rays, and they figured out that, yeah, you got to have surgery. So got he's it. out. So as of right now, your starting corner, excuse me, I burped, are... Nice. Uh, you got the first-round pick, Kyrielum. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on one side. Yeah. An undrafted rookie free agent out of University of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Whose name I don't even recall. Yeah, those are those are your two starting corners. Okay, now let's get to the to be determined on a Monday here, uh, as far as injuries go. Uh, Dane Jackson could be coming back. We don't know. Ed Oliver, we just brought up. Jordan Phillips, we brought up. Poyer, we brought up. Ryan Bates, Rick Bates, Ryan Bates. Don't know about him. He left with uh, with a head yeah illness. concussion. Was it a concussion head illness? No, I think that what I, he sneezed really hard. <laughs> I got, I'm backed up. Oh, I wasn't sure if it was a concussion or if it was like heat stroke. He was the one that like kind of started the whole thing, if I recall correctly, during that long drive in the third quarter. Concussion was it? okay. And then Greg Van Rotten, he's to be determined too. Is it Roten or Rotten? Ro- uh, Roten. Okay, because I've heard people say Rotten. I'm like, no, it's Roten. No, it's Rotten. Oh, I think they. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe the level of play. De- dictates which one you're going to go with. And then you got the heat-related injury illnesses that happened during the game between Dawson Knox, Isaiah McKenzie, and Stefan Diggs. That damn son. I know. I heard it made you sad. It's terrible. Okay, so with all of that being said, Lamar Jackson is a top three scary QB in the NFL. Totally. Fair statement? Yep. Okay. He might be number two Behind scary Josh QB. Allen? Well, no. I mean, look, Patrick Mahomes, I would put his number one as your scary ah. You know, okay, he's three. Although it's tough to determine because, look, when it comes to young quarterbacks, it's Mahomes, Allen, and Lamar Jackson in the top three. Yeah. Uh, you can make the argument for Herbert, too. No, you can't. Okay, fair. Not I, right I, now. I, I would. Oh, okay. D- proven, you're totally agree. Yes, okay. Mahomes, Allen, and uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, not necessarily in that order. Lamar Jackson has an MVP. Mahomes and Allen have both been to an AFC championship game. They both won multiple playoffs. Herbert hasn't even been to the playoffs. Fair enough. Okay, that being said. 
Right now, it's Allen and Mahomes, one, two, somewhere. Whoever's one, whoever's two that week, depending on the performance. Lamar Jackson is third only because he missed significant time last year while injured, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you don't know. Lamar Jackson could be as good, if not better, than both of those guys. And I know that sounds like heresy right now, but if you've been watching what Lamar Jackson's been doing the first three weeks, and I know they lost that game to the Dolphins, was Lamar Jackson's fault? Not at all. I saw a a statistic today between rushing and passing. Lamar Jackson has accounted for 85% of his team's yards so far this season. Yep. He's throwing for 300. He's running for over 100. It is bananas what he's, he's what he is doing. Mm. So with that being said, so counterpoint, okay. Let's look at the body of work of the teams that he's played against. They they played against New York last week, right? Or yeah. this past week, uh-huh. the Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um they played against the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. and I forget who they played week one. I think maybe the Browns. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Was it the Browns? doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I guess, like, all things even, mm-hmm. notwithstanding the, the multitude of injuries that the Bills' defense is facing, mm-hmm. um, I would say that, that the Bills' defense may be a more stiff level of competition. Um, they have... Are you basing that on the first-round rookie corner or the undrafted rookie <laughs> hear, free agent hear, corner? Hear me out. Okay. Um, Are you basing that on the <laughs> second safety or the third? I'm sorry, the third safety or the fourth safety that'll be playing. All I'm saying is that if you look at the history against the Bills and Lamar Jackson, I think they're they're one and one. I think that when when the Ravens were tearing it up a couple of years ago, they beat us on the last play to uh, to score a touchdown, or maybe they or whatever it was. It was a close game. Um, obviously, everyone remembers the divisional playoffs, the Taron Johnson game. Oh man, who can forget that one? Hundred four yard house call, baby. Yes. Um, they, they played, they shut Lamar Jackson down, knocked him out of the game. Yeah. But even, even before that, they, they, they contained him pretty well. No, I mean, look, you might be misremembering that game. I mean, that, that, that interception changes the game. A hundred percent agree. But Lamar Jackson, before he was knocked out of that game, if I remember correctly, it was still a one possession game. It was a one possession. If not, game. it was one and a half. I mean, and, and were, on, they were there. And honestly too, like they, they were driving well. And I think Justin Tucker missed like two field goals, like chip shot field goals. So there's six points right there. But either way, my, my point is that the Bills defense has had some mild, if not, you know, consistent success against Lamar Jackson. Now, now take away the duo tandem duo safeties of Poyd or Poyd and higher. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and now throw in Christian Ben and he throw in all the stuff that's going on with the Bills defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely worries me, especially considering that Lamar Jackson is playing on it with a chip on his shoulder after all the, the contract talk. Uh, everyone around him, the two aforementioned uh, quarterbacks, have, have signed massive deals. Well, no, there's been like five guys. And look, it looks like Herbert might even get his deal done before Lamar Jackson does. That, that would be crazy. I um yeah I don't know the deals with with all that stuff but but there's no doubt that Lamar Jackson's playing uh really really well. Uh Mark Andrews is a huge threat literally and figuratively. Um yeah, I know it's 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 a bit worrisome for sure. Okay. And it's in Baltimore. Let's say hypothetically the worst case scenario happens, here, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Could you stomach being 2 and 2? Coming out of the gate. Well, you kind of have to, right? I mean, if if that is the case. Well, no, you don't have to be. Ha- I mean, you don't have to feel good about. It. Okay, let me rephrase that. Do you still feel as good about this team at two and two as you did at two and zero? Oh? Totally. No concern. Nope. Here's the problem. 
The Ravens game this week is way more important than the Miami game was last week. And I know you want to bump on like divisional and it makes it, you know, must win game. I disagree. You're going to see Miami again in December Mm -hmm. and you're going to have a chance to get even. And there's no way that Miami is going to keep pace with the Bills record moving forward. Miami's going to drop a bunch of games. I think so. Yeah. The Ravens, you get one time. That's a good point. The Ravens in that division, as much as people want to talk about how great they think the Bengals might be eventually. It's a way easier division than what Buffalo might be looking at right now, although Mac Jones is out. The Ravens could be in contention for that number one overall seed, and if you drop that game to Baltimore, we've seen it the last two previous seasons with Tennessee when you lose that game. You lose that game head up, you are in serious, serious trouble. And you can't Um, make that ground up again. Yeah, it, it makes it a lot more difficult when you are at the end of the season and you're jockeying for conference position. Um, the, yeah, no, for sure. Confer- I mean, bottom line is this. It comes down to potentially, do you want to play a playoff game in Buffalo or yep. do you want to play a playoff game in Baltimore? And that's, and it's, I, 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 I feel so weird saying that because like, I think the goal for every team, every single team has to be make the playoffs, make the playoffs, make the playoffs. But with what we saw last year, with what happened in Kansas city, if you flip the the field advantage at that point, I find a I have a hard time believing that Buffalo doesn't win that game. No, I agree. So so yeah, I think if if we if everything plays out how everyone wants it to, and let's say you go two and two after this week, and the Ravens continue to uh, you know be successful, there's a chance that like and and same with Kansas City for that matter, there's a chance that like Buffalo wouldn't end up being the number one seed in the AFC. And I'm not saying that's not the end all be all, but that, that gives you home field advantage and home field advantage is a premium for the bills and the buy and the buy. buy. buy I I didn't even think about that, but like, but the idea of, of, you know, something like this coming back to bite you all the way down at the end of the season. I mean, look at the Jacksonville game last year. If we beat Jacksonville, we would have played Kansas city at home. You know, like, like you want to talk about like, Oh, next week, like stupid game, throw it away. Like, no, this is a big time game like this. Every game matters, but conference and divisional games, uh, both are the same in in respect to the conference, but like they're important. They're super important. I, I don't want to say must win. It won't change my opinion of the team. If they lose this week, in that I still think they're a really good team and they could beat anybody at any day, but it's worrisome where, where I feel like there's that kind of low hanging fruit where you can just take it and have home field advantage. All right. Here's what's really weird. So we talk about the bills injuries. I know a lot of bills fans not down on this team, but brought back to earth as to what is could happen here with everything that's going on around it. Mm -hmm. The bills opened up today as three point favorites against the Ravens on the road. It's moved up in the day. We're taping Monday to three and a half. So despite all of the injuries we just read you and all the question marks that still exist, the Bills are three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Ravens in their house on Sunday, which is bananas when you really think about it. I mean, Especially considering all of the variables. Yes, you know? like how are you? I mean, a pick them, I would understand. Yeah. Maybe a point towards the Bills, but, I mean, if this came out and said the Ravens were one-point favorites, that would make perfect sense to me. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would agree. So... With all that being said, mm-hmm. you ready? I uh, I mean, yeah, no, for sure. And I, I'm ready because I maintain what I said. I think that the Bills can beat anybody on any day of the week uh, under any circumstance. The grit that they showed last week, I think, is going to uh, to carry over into the remainder of the season. 
And as they continue to get healthier, you're just going to go back to seeing that that level of dominance. I'm super excited for the game. I'm wildly anxious for it, as I am for yeah, every game. Yeah, that's what game. sucks, man. Like, Because the Dolphins game was the first game I sat down and watched. And, I mean, I always get anxious, but I wasn't like... L.A. anxious, Tennessee anxious. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought, like, I didn't think it was going to be a walkover. I, I said that last week, but I felt pretty, especially based on the the success that the Bills have had against the Dolphins over the last couple of years, was seven wins, like seven wins in a row, they right? One uh nine of the last, no, ten, nine of the last ten and seven straight. Yeah, like, I mean, come on. It's And, and yeah, I think that it was it was a good reality check for, for the Bills and for the fan base. Um, but no, I'm still anxious about every game. All right, enjoy watching the Ravens game and come talk about it with us. We'll be doing the next show, like we said, at the Tap at 1761 Scottsville Road, Monday night, October 3rd. There from 6 to 7.30. Stuff to give away. The show will be done live. We broadcast it out for the, in the entire bar to hang out and hear. Ryan will be in his leggings. Oh, this is what you get, man. I know. This I is had what you a, get. I, Welcome I had to show fun. business, baby. <laughs> show business. Ooh, I got this. I got I'm it under in, control. I'm in like a closet in your house. Uh, this is my home studio. Thank you very much. <laughs> So we'll see you the tab at 1761 Scottsville Road, Monday, October the 3rd, 6 to 730. Come on out, drink up, eat up. Let's talk bills and then hang out for a little Monday Night Football. I believe it's Rams 49ers next week. Ooh, divisional yeah. game. Should but be- those don't matter according to you. This game matters more than the Dolphins game coming up. I'm telling you. Fair it enough. matters more. Okay. All right, Ryan. Yes. Start doing your stretches, buddy. <laughs> My brother Ryan, it's Let's Go Duffalo. (laughs) We'll see you guys Monday night at the Tappet. Thanks for listening. And before we go, Go Bills!